Praise his holy name. We do give honor to our Lord Savior Jesus Christ this morning. We honor Mother Johnson and Mother Scudder, <coughs> Elder Williams and Elder Warmington, Minister Mora, Minister Singleton, <coughs> Minister Reynolds, our very fine deacons, our very best children, and saints of the most high God. We praise the Lord Jesus Christ for his goodness and his mercy this morning. Praise him for his loving kindness that the Lord Jesus Christ blesses us with. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ for being a prayer answer. Oh, yes. Healer, touch he touch your body. Yes. Uh, I don't even know how I got home yesterday, but I do. <laughs> I got home. <laughs> I got home. I, I didn't even want anything to eat. I said, I, I knew what I wanted to do. I went down and laid down. And woke up around... I guess it must have been midnight, maybe. And looked at a couple of things and went on right back to sleep. And uh, seven o'clock came around and the alarm was going off. And uh, I looked over and I said, well, what's she doing here? She's usually gone by this time. And uh, she said, well, I slept this album too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. He knows what you need. Yes, he do. He knows what you need. Yes, he do. I didn't need a grilled cheese sandwich and with bacon on it. Yeah. I didn't need uh, what a clam chowder. I didn't need none of that. I didn't need none of that. Didn't need no iced tea. I needed sleep. And uh, that's what I did. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ for uh, the gentleman who came out yesterday. It was like a conflict between them. He came in rough. I mean, he was rough. He was rough. <laughs> he wanted to fight. And I said, well, brother, what's going on? He said, oh, been calling you, been calling you. Well, I had my phone on. I never put my phone uh, on the ring. It's always on vibrate. And, of course, I was paying attention to what was going on with the presentation just then. I just didn't hear it. I didn't feel the phone ring. And I said, uh, I got, you got me now, we talked a few minutes, and I said, what's your name? And he said, Sam Davis. I said, that's the problem. We both had the same first name. <laughs> <laughs> so after he went up and worked for a while, he said, well, he apologized for coming at me so hard like that. I said, well, I, no problem. I understand. You know, I understand. You came to do a job, and you didn't want to get out of your bed this morning to come over here, cold <laughs> as it was. But he came, he got the heat running. He said, don't turn it off. All right. So I didn't turn it off. I wait till next week <laughs> when they can send somebody out to fix, to actually put the fix on it. But I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for being a prayer answerer yeah. that worried me all morning, all night, all night. Uh, Friday night, I knew Friday night it wasn't working. And Saturday morning, I said, "Got to get the heat going." Oh yeah, got to get the heat going. And so that's why you have your fans in your hand. Amen. The heat is working. <laughs> uh, Mother Johnson. <laughs> We're ready for you if you're ready for us. <laughs> Share with us a selection this morning. Let's receive Mother Johnson with a hearty amen. Amen. amen.
Mother Johnson for that selection. I often say and I keep saying it, the fear of the Lord Jesus Christ will run you in here. The fear of the Lord Jesus Christ will put you on the altar. The fear of the Lord Jesus Christ will actually make you call his name. You will see the Holy Ghost. But ultimately, in the end, you have to love Jesus. You have to love him for everything he does, who he is. And that's what's going to keep you. And that's what's going to get you into the door of the kingdom. Because if you don't love him, why would you want to be? Why would you really want to be around someone you don't love? <laughs> I mean, that's common sense. I put it that way. Why would you want to be around somebody that you don't love? And of course, when you think of all the good things that Jesus has done, and the things that He carries us all through. 
you have the love for him. And the Lord Jesus Christ certainly knows how to bless. Even when we don't even know we're being blessed. Let's look this morning. I, I was thinking about uh, Emma Crawford's testimony. And she caught on to that word last Sunday. And I, I want to kind of piggybacked on that from last Sunday to where the message comes from this Sunday. Um, the understanding of who we have and who we serve those of us who have the Holy Ghost, who you have living down on the inside of you, and who it is that you're actually serving, and uh, the understanding that Jesus does not leave us. Uh, and that he does care for us. Uh, let's look at Isaiah. I'm trying to figure out where I want to start, but uh, chapter number, let's see, number 49, and uh, verses, let's go verses uh, 13 through 16. 13 through 16. We'll get a thought from that. a thought, we could use a thought saying never forgotten, I guess, would be or not forsaken. Um, and the understanding that Jesus is trying to give us how intimate your relationship with him is. Uh, he doesn't forget who you are. <laughs> but we kind of forget him. Uh, in that 14th verse, uh, it says, Zion said, the Lord hath forsaken me, and my Lord hath forgotten me. Isn't that a horrible thing to be in? To be just that whole thought that Jesus has forgotten about me. And uh, that he actually has forsaken me. The, um, the clue <laughs> basically is that that's the trick of the enemy. Um, the, um, the, uh, I thought of that movie, uh, 
that I referenced once before, and Deacon Raffles is the name of it. Um, where the enemy gets there so close, and he actually has access to you, and he wants you to forget that he is actually the enemy. <laughs> and um, that's the way the enemy does all of us. You know, you, you may feel whatever, but it all comes from that thing that he's able to get beside you and tell you, you ain't got no God on your side. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really care for you in that sense. You're out here on your own. Uh, that's his job. His job is, is to steal, to kill, and destroy. And when he tells you some form of that, he may not come, and they don't come out and just say it right out, I'm the, you know. He just creates chaos. And enough chaos happens in your life to the point where you wonder, well, am I forsaken? And you say, well, the chaos is going on and they keep coming at us like the this, this, and that. And you just say, well, what is going on? He wants to take your mind from where you know your strength is. That's his job. He, he does that. And none of us are immune. That, 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 that whole process of that devil trying to alienate us. I use that word alienate. He's trying to separate us from Jesus Christ. And he does everything that he can to do that. And sometimes it's subtle. Sometimes it's a very large kind of thing. But understand what his whole idea is. He doesn't like you. And he's trying to convince you that you don't have no hope. <laughs> you don't have no hope. And in some cases he does it real good. In some cases he messes up and then he'll come back again. He says, well, I, I messed up last time. I'm, I'm back again. I'm going to try you again. And, uh, but the thing we need to recognize, he's not going to come at us in a form that is alienated to, to us. If you never stole before, he ain't going to come at you and tell you to steal. Because you never stole. If you never lied before, he's not going to try to convince you to tell a lie. He comes the same way every time. He doesn't change his game for you because he knows who you are and what you go for. He knows what your lust of the eye is. And he knows what your lust of the flesh is. He knows what your pride of life is. Some, some people don't have the same pride of life. Most of us don't. Uh, pride of life might be, might be my shoes. You know, I, I like to put my shoes on. Uh, or it might be my suit. Uh, I might be the one. It, it may not even be clothes. I might just want to be seen. But it, 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 it's individually focused. <laughs> uh, that's why he told, he told Jesus, he says, we're legion. And legion is what? Many. There's enough devils to go around for everybody. <laughs> and then his whole purpose is to try to convince you 
Because he can't make you. That's one thing. He, can, he cannot make you do anything. He can present a good argument to you, but he can't make you do it. The, uh, but the whole idea is to convince you that you don't have you don't have no hope, you don't have, you don't have no Jesus, you don't have no God. You know. His whole idea is to do that to you. Uh, they call it many things. They call it depression, whatever you want to call it. But it's a real spirit. And people at this time of holidays, it's really strong because you think of all your loved ones. My, uh, uh, my, my family, my mother used to, she, she loved Christmas. And that was one of her favorite holidays. And the favorite part was going down to spend with her mother. And um, <laughs> when Christmas came around, that she would just kind of really kind of get down because she would always think about her mother. Uh, some people think about different things. But the whole idea is for the enemy to try to make you feel like you don't have nobody. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't belong to nobody. Uh, it, 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 it may be your husband don't like you no more, or your wife don't like you no more, but his whole idea is to make you think that. Yes. Put that idea in your head. But it never works until you do something about it. Uh, you can walk around with that spirit for a long time, and then eventually you say, well, uh, it didn't work this time. But the next time he comes back stronger with something else. Still trying to get you to, 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 to give up. Yes. And this is what happened in this narrative when the people would actually say that we don't have nobody, that you have forsaken us. But Jesus is always faithful to us. That, that's what he doesn't change. He does not change. And, and, and to show you how intimate it is, the writer puts it like he, he, he sees you in his hands. He has in his hands written, engraved, who you are. Oh, some big hands, ain't they? But they got everybody's name in there, everybody who's been saved, everybody who has the Holy Ghost. The Lord Jesus Christ has a place for all of us. And it's the enemy's job to try to convince you that you don't have no place there. And sometimes he, he, can, he can get rough. And he get rough and you be walking around here all, the worst that said, walking forlorn and walking forsaken because you could forget the who who, who has you written in his hands. <laughs> That's the most powerful verse I've seen in a long time. I've seen it before. We preached it many years ago. But the whole idea of the, just imagining your, your mind the palms of Jesus Christ. Palms. And in his palms he has your name there. Your name. That's a mighty powerful thought. Because if he has my name there, I know that he will not leave me nor forsake me because he knows who I am. The songwriter says that he knows my name. 
I know his name. And because I know his name, I have a mind to call his name in a time of trouble. And because he knows my name, his ear is open to my cry. He said he would never leave us, <laughs> nor forsake us. David said he's been young, and now he's old. <laughs> I've never seen the righteous. Righteous. It's the saints of the most high God. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. That's a mighty powerful statement. When you're in your old age, you'll be able to understand who Jesus is and how he's able to keep you. That all it kind of falls right into the theme for next year. My song. I have, I have, I have been young and now I'm old. <laughs> As they say, we're an old church now. We used to be a real young church. Thirty years ago, we were a young church. We were all young pups coming here, ready to rock and roll, and all that kind of stuff. Call Jesus all night long if you could. But physically, you're not able to do all that anymore. But physically, you still need to know that Jesus has not forsaken us. That he still has us on his mind. He's right here. He says, I cup your name right here so I can know who you are. I, I, I know who you are. I want you to know that I, I continue. Look, and when I, before I make a move, I, I look at your name. I consider where you are. I consider what you're doing. Because you belong to me. The enemy's job is try to make you think through the circumstances. Circumstances of life. I mean, these things happen. They happen. Circumstances of life to make you think you don't have no hope. And that's his job. He does it well. He does it well. But... In the final analysis, you have to understand who Jesus is. Jesus is God. <laughs> That's what the, 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 the disciples didn't understand that last week. They, 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 he, they, they had a mind to go to Jesus. And, and even kind of got a little curt with him when he said, well, uh, cares not that, 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 that we perish? <laughs> you don't care nothing about us? <laughs> you, you, you see what's going on? Cares not that we perish. And <laughs> And Jesus said, well, did he call him a little faith? You don't forgot who I am. Right. <laughs> and when he walked out there, he said, peace. Yes. Hey, peace. Peace be still. Whatever's raging in any of our lives, the Lord Jesus Christ can say peace to it. That's the God that we serve. And the enemy don't want you to remember that part. You know, I want you to remember the peace part. That Jesus has all control over everything. And the brother said, well, what kind of man is this? <laughs> the, even the, 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 the storms obey him. The Lord did that to show them who he is. He does that for us. Because, see, sometimes you may forget who Jesus is. 
and say, well, you know, the Lord don't have, and you'd be banging up your head about this, that, and the other. I was banging my head about this heat. I got up Saturday morning at 5.30 in the morning. I could not wait to call that company. And I was sitting there, and I couldn't even go back to sleep. <laughs> next, time I, next thing I know, it was time to come to church. But I called, and I said, well, you know, we need, we need heat. Uh, it's not working. And people are coming. <laughs> so he said, little girl said, well, I'm going to send you an email. I never got that email with the work order. And I said, okay. The man's going to call you. Well, he didn't call. Well, he called, but I didn't feel the thing called. But my stress for getting it done was trying to do my part, but I wasn't letting Jesus do anything. I wasn't giving Jesus enough, enough props to get all this done. He knew you were coming. He knew what kind of temperature was in here. He knew that it was cold in here. He knew that it had to be fixed in order to be, have church in here. And have your meetings yesterday. And the Lord Jesus Christ came. He proved himself again to be faithful. Faithful. Faithful and true. It says that when you belong to Jesus, you can expect that. It, it, it's, it's not a, it's not a if or a when. It's going to happen. But the saints, the hardest part for us is patience. Patience is a hard thing to do for saints. Because <laughs> you know what it should look like. You know that what deliverance is going to But it's hard to wait on Jesus. Oh. You get a uh, kind of a rush for things. You know, I, I, I got to have it right now. Go, you know, uh, microwave. But the Lord says, no. He makes you wait for it. And that way you can actually appreciate it. <laughs> you can actually appreciate what Jesus does. If he did it real fast and, you know, it's just like the food in the microwave. You heat that up real quick or cook it in the microwave. You eat it and it's like, mm, you eat it. And it don't really taste that good in, this, in that sense. But if you mix it all up and put it all in the oven and sit there and wait for it, <laughs> wait, <laughs> and look at the timer and hear it finally go off and just say, ding, and just say, the food is ready, and you go look at it, and it may not look just like you said, well, let me put it back in a little bit longer, and just kind of wait for it. And then you sit down and you enjoy what you fixed because you actually waited for it. And it was a waiting process. It caused the, the flavor to be much higher than what you thought it was going to be. That microwave stuff is fine, but a microwave baked potato ain't like a baked potato that's cooked in the oven. <laughs> it seemed like it tastes so much better. <laughs> it says, uh, we're ever on the mind of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't make a move without thinking about saints. And you may say, well, how do you know that? Well, you know, some things happen even in your own neighborhood. And uh, you be asking for this, that, and the other. And the Lord doesn't do anything without thinking about who you are. If he's going to send a judgment in the neighborhood, he may think about it and say, well, maybe I don't send that like that because I got a saint sitting over here. And my saint, I got to keep my saint. And I don't want them to get caught up in this mess. 
You know, there's a lot of things that go on all night long. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's like a judgment. You know, this was out here doing this, and somebody comes along and pops him into all that kind of stuff. And you don't even know anything about it. The Lord keeps the saints. He keeps us. And because he keeps us, he's we're ever on his mind about what's going on. Uh, uh, you say, well, the plane went down. Well, you know, sometimes the plane goes down and, and everybody doesn't get killed on the plane. <laughs> because the Lord had people there. Potential saints. Folk that hadn't even heard the word yet. But he knows that when they hear it, they'll say yes to his will. I was thinking about that fellow that uh, was in the, uh, one of the soap popper fellas that was in the airplane accident in New York, I think it was. There's a lot of people got killed in there, and he walked away from it. Nothing on him, no scratches. Uh, you just think about it, say, well, maybe the Lord has something for him. I don't know. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason why you don't get caught up in all that. He has you on his mind. He acts with regard to his people. Lord Jesus Christ said, if you call upon his name, you'll be saved. He said, if you call upon his name. See, a lot of times we're tearing and we're not really calling Jesus. <laughs> we're calling noise and we're twisting and going on. But if you concentrate on the name of Jesus, forget about the other stuff, about the twisting and and. and and uh, the clapping and all that kind of stuff. Clapping gives you a rhythm. I understand that. Some people need that. But if you concentrate on the name of Jesus, on the name, it's the name that's going to deliver you. It's not going to be, the clapping won't deliver you. Clapping will give you a, a rhythm. You, you, you have a rhythm to call him. But in the end, it's the name that's going to save you. And, and, and the enemy doesn't want you to remember that because you Sometimes you get down and you start calling Jesus and you're going uh, yak, yak, yak and womp, womp, womp and all that. And the Lord hasn't given you that yet. That's what you want to do. But you give Jesus the opportunity and you call him by his name. Uh, it's the same way when you come in the door. People come in the door and they jump down that altar and, and next thing you know they're speaking in tongues without having nothing to prime that pump. The name primes it. <laughs> you got to get out. You got to get out and call Jesus. Because see, what happens is you 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 bringing all that stuff you left on the street out there. It's actually coming with you, all in spirits, <laughs> everything, all of it. You you carrying a whole load of coal in here with you, <laughs> and you you need Jesus to take it off of you. You can't start speaking in tongues. Until Jesus gives you the utterance, and he's not going to give you the utterance until you get the stuff off of you. Amen. And the only thing to get you stuff, the stuff off of you is the name of Jesus. He's the one that delivers us. I know people did that, used to do that all the time. And, and uh, I knew there was something strange about it, but I ne never put my finger on it. Uh, no, you can't speak coming off the street. <laughs> you really can't speak coming out of my office. You got to you got to call Jesus. <laughs> that's what that's what stirs it up. It, it, it starts pushing back them demons that are bringing out with me. 
<laughs> the name of the Lord is that strong tower. And I'm trying to get in it. <laughs> he said, his concern for us started all the way back in the book of Genesis. And I don't want to leave that out. Jesus left his rest. He was, he was in a rest. Because he had done, he'd done the creation part. Uh, put man there, and then man messed up. And because Adam messed up, his mess up, his sin, was on all of us. It's an inherited nature. And you say, well, no, it's not. How? I, I wasn't in the garden. That's the, that's the argument that the, the people use now when they say, well, uh, I wasn't back in slavery time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't enslave nobody. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good argument. It, think, it, it, it sounds good. Uh, but those people benefited from it. And that's why people say, well, you actually do owe to people who you enslaved. Because you took away their right, their opportunity, their, their, their ability to, to, to prosper, to make, make things and be things. So, yeah, you're just as responsible as they are. Well, Adam took that away from us. Uh, because of his, his transgression, and I want to say the transgression, his, his trespass, his transgression against a known instruction from God himself. Uh, sin entered into the world. Jesus did not have an intention for us to die. He intended for us to live forever. If Adam had not messed up, we'd been able to eat from the tree of life and live on. But he messed up. And we're not able to eat from that tree until you receive the Holy Ghost. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. You receive the tree of life. But Adam stole that from us. And the nature that he gave us was the same nature that he had. He sinned. He said, well, I'm a good person. Well, you may be the best person there is. But you still have the nature. You still have the nature to sin. You can go sit in the corner for the rest of your life. And not curse, not have a bad thought in your mind. But it don't work. <laughs> You're just as guilty as Adam. <laughs> you have to do the repentant portion just like everybody else. Yes. Repent, turn from your, your, your way, your thought, your thought to go sit in that corner and don't do nothing. Your thought, and thinking that that's going to get you in, you have to turn from your thought and let Jesus' thought come in. Get out of yourself and let Jesus come in. Yes. See, sin is, is, is myself doing what I want to do. Yes. That's the part I have to get away from. That's the part I've been raised with. Satisfy myself. Self is what gets me in trouble. <laughs> lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh. The pride of life. That's myself. That's all self is. Self. I have to get out of self in order for Jesus to bless me. The Lord Jesus Christ left that rest. <laughs> left that rest. And took on that flesh. That flesh, that sinful flesh, we call it the sinful flesh, and prove to us that he's able, you were able to live this life, in this life, and not mess up. But the key to it is to have Jesus on the inside. 
You can't do it without Jesus. You're powerless. You're powerless. Or else you'll be the liar. Without Jesus, you're a liar. Without Jesus, you're a thief. Without Jesus, you kill. Maybe not physically, but you kill spiritually. Uh, so how can I kill somebody spiritually? Well, you try to keep them from coming to church. That's a killing somebody. I'm killing. If I tell the uh, uh, elder woman, don't you come tonight. You stay on home. <laughs> I'm killing him spiritually. I'm trying to give him a spiritual death. I may be thinking I'm doing good, but it's between him and Jesus as to how he, he's able to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't keep telling him don't come. That's between him and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, uh, he left that garden rest. I, these are some notes that I put down. I don't want to make sure I had those points put out from these verses. Uh, he, Jesus had us in his mind when he left the garden, when, when he knew that he had to put on the flesh, when he knew that he had to enter the world. Uh, it says in due time, the Lord Jesus Christ came into the world. He let everything else happen. And uh, for man to do all the mess up that they did. And mess up, mess up man did do. <laughs> it's a lot of it. You think of all the, all the centuries of people doing what they wanted to do. And pope, the Pope declaring that he is the Christ. Uh, Christ replacement, that's what he wanted to say. Blasphemy. He had us in his mind when he said he would give, a, give himself for us. When the Lord Jesus Christ gave us the plan of salvation. Baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And calling the name of Jesus until he filled you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. He had us in mind. He had us in mind when he says, I go to prepare a place for you. <laughs> and where I am, you're going to be right there. He says, well, you know, people were questioning, well, how all else going to get it? He said, in my father's house are many, many mansions. <laughs> if it were not so, I would have told you that. <laughs> he had us in mind when he did all of that. He has us in mind when he created the kingdom. He said, my kingdom come. When the Lord's prayer says, my kingdom come, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done. He had us in mind. Saints, that's what it's for. It's not for the world. All that, all that Jesus has prepared, he's prepared for his people. And it's for us to hold on, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> you had a testimony of David. It says, I've been young and now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. All of our services are for one in ten. And someone might say yes to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. Said he would that all men be saved, coming to the knowledge of the truth. Truth is, you got to be born again. You want to receive the inheritance. You want to receive your place in the mansion. You want to receive your imprint in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way you're going to be able to do that is through the new birth. Are you here today, man or woman, boy or girl? Your opportunity. Won't you come?